You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Different areas. It helps us with planning and serving. It helps us with, uh, or scheduling. It helps us with gaming. It helps us with sports. It helps us with banking. It helps us with cooking. It helps us with all kinds of things. In fact, yesterday we were at, uh, at Kohl's. Shauna needed some, some sunglasses because we were going to be out and about. It was real sunny. So she said, let's go to Kohl's. I have a $10 discount, a coupon. And I said, all right, cool. So we went to Kohl's. She got her sunglasses. That's all we went for, sunglasses. And I said, sunglasses, right? That's it. So we got in there, got her, got her shades. And I said, hey, I have this app. And it's ta- I got it, I don't even remember when I got it, but it's, 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 every time I go to Tucson, it says, you can save here, save here, save here. Well, I don't ever go anywhere. But I said, I have this app, let's try it. So I put in this app, and it gives you a barcode, which wherever store you're going, and we got an extra 15% off. So we saved $25, actually, for the glasses, what they said. And, and so we were like, hey. So apps are good. And here's the thing, God has given every person... An app. It's called the gift. We saw f- four individuals using the app of singing. The Lord blessed them. Not everyone can sing, amen? Now we can all sing, but it doesn't always sound good, <laughs> right? And so, so the reality is that when we have these apps or these gifts, we can use them to serve one another. See, the church should never be needy of anything if everyone is using their God-given gift. We should never be needy. But it goes even further. God desires for us to use these, let's call them apps today, to serve our communities as well. Today I want to talk about, or my message is, I serve my community. And I think this is just as important because our communities become better, per, better places to live if we are all using the gifting God gave us. Amen? If you're complaining about the people in your community that are leading, you better do something. You better, first of all, begin to pray for them, and then maybe you begin to serve your community. Right? We should not be complaining about people unless we're doing something in our, on our end so we can make it a better place. We are going to be doing a community service project. And the reason that we're doing that is because if we don't, who will? If it's not us, who's going to do it? And who better to serve than God's people? So I have put together five points to help us understand how important it is for us to serve our surrounding communities. But let's pray first. Father, thank you for this first service. Thank you, Lord God, for, uh, first of all, that we can come into your presence and that we can worship and praise you, Lord. And now as we open up your word, I pray that you will just give us uh, just clarity and understanding. As I speak, I pray, Father, that everything that I will deliver will glorify the name of Jesus and everything that will be said will fall on ears that are open and hearts that are receptive so that we can make a difference for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
I serve my community because, number one, it reveals to my community that God cares. When God says he loves us, he backs it up with action. That's why John 3.16 is a pinnacle in the Bible. It's a pinnacle verse. It's an action verse. When the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave There's something to that. There's some action with that. He gave his one and only son, and whoever will believe in him, in other words, believing there's action there, you have to do something. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but that person will have eternal life. You could say something like this. Because of his love, God served the world by giving his perfect son. So people wouldn't have destruction, which we deserve but instead an amazing life with God Almighty. Amen? How many of you are having an amazing life with God Almighty? It's a great life, isn't it? That's why Jesus could say this. He said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom. Do you notice how this coincides and it agrees with John 3, 16? God so loved the world that he gave his son so that they would not perish. Jesus said the son did not come to be served, but to serve. An action statement right there. And not only to serve, but to give his life so that people could be saved. You notice the action? I think our communities need to see the church in action, beloved. They need to see that when God says he loves us, he meant it. And the way that he does that is through his people. We need to stop complaining about our communities and saying we're disgusted with this and this and do something about it. And guess who that starts with? Me. It starts with the one who's speaking. Lord, what am I doing to make a difference? And that's where the Lord is is, is guiding and directing me right there. You see, beloved, the Lord showed me something this week, and and it's, it's this. It's your service in and through Christ will change people's hearts way before your theology will change their mind. See, what happens with Christians sometimes, is you want to change their thinking, but they're not going to receive your thinking until you, they know that you, that you love them. And let me tell you, when they know that you love them, it's because God loves people. Amen. I'm not hearing a lot of amens. I'm hearing three or four. You guys agree with those statements that, God, that people in our communities need to see that God loves them? Yeah. It's amazing how people become more receptive to the things of God when we serve them in Christ. And more importantly, it reveals that God cares. They don't understand it. And when we do service in our communities, we're able to usher in the love of Christ. I shared this quote with the, um, with the, people, the, the individuals that went to the National Day of Prayer with the group that was there. And it's a quote from Mother Teresa, and it says, If we remember that God loves us and that we can love others as he loves us, then America can become the sign of peace for the whole world. The sign of joy from where a sign of care for the weakest and the weak. The unborn child must go out of the world. If you become a burning light of justice and peace in the world, then really you will be true to what the founders of this country stood for. This is to love one another as God loves each of us. 
Yeah, I, I think we need to give a, a hand clap because that's, and here's the thing about this woman of God right here. The reason that I, that I quote her is because she revealed the love of God in action. She just didn't speak things. She lived it out. And, and notice what it says. The fruit of faith is love and the fruit of love is service. It's what God has called his church to emulate. I serve my community because, number two, it reveals to, com- to my community that I care. Amen? We reveal to our community, number one, primarily that God cares. But the second thing that we need to understand, I serve my community because it shows them that I care. Actions will speak louder than words. Have you ever had anyone tell you, hey, I'm, I'm behind you, and you find out they are, they're way behind you. I had this couple one time, I just started pastoring, said, pastor, we're here, we're your armor bearers, we're behind you, we're going to stand by you no matter what. Six months later, they were gone. My armor's getting real heavy. But the reality is that when, when, you, when you begin to Live your life through actions and not words. It changes people around us. And Christians should always lead the way. Maybe that's why James wrote this. He said, suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. And if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and, feel, and, and, and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it. When we serve our community, we put our faith into action. We reveal that God loves them and we show them by our service and our love. I heard it once said like this, people don't care about how much you know till they know how much you care. People don't care about how much you know. You can, you can recite the Bible left and right. You can, ha- you can have this position in eschatology. You can have all these different things. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And guess what that does? It opens up an avenue to their hearts and to the love of Christ. And that's only done through us caring about people. Our service does wonders into opening up the hearts of people. There's this pastor. He's a vato. His name's Samuel Rodriguez. And he put it well when he wrote, the cross is both vertical and horizontal. It's Billy Graham's message and Dr. Martin Luther King's march. Can I tell you why he said that? Because the message that, that Billy Graham preaches, the message of salvation, it's the only way you get to Jesus. It's through the cross. But with that, it also comes with us serving people, serving others, getting out of our four walls and doing something for our communities and making a difference because that's what Jesus did. Jesus didn't stay in the temple. He went to people who needed the love of God. Pa- Pastor Samuel, this... this when he was 14 years old, he, an evangelist came to his church, to his parents' church, an Assembly of God church. He was sitting in the pews, and God was beginning to work on him. And this evangelist stood up, and he said, there's a, guy, there's a young man named Samuel. Is there a young man named Samuel in this service? He stood up. And as he stood up, the, the evangelist said to him, 
God is showing me that you're going to change the nations. You're going to do something in this world. And what the Lord put on his heart is he went and saw Billy Graham on television preaching a message of salvation and people coming. And right after that, the Lord showed him Dr. Martin Luther King making a difference in the communities. And he said, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to bring people to the kingdom, but you're also going to do work in the kingdom. And beyond that, in the world, beloved, we've got to start going out into our world and making a difference. You won't, you don't, we're not making a difference here. We're receiving the things of God so that we can go out and take it to a world who needs it. You see, I, I can only talk to, I'll talk to, probably talk to 250, 300 people, maybe 350 today. I will talk. But can I tell you, you, you 350, you can impact your world like I could never do. If we all do this together, we will change our communities for the better. We need to stop complaining about how bad things are and start doing the things that God called us to do. We show people that we care. The Lord showed me this too. The cross of Jesus, and I didn't put it up there, but this is good. The cross of Jesus is active. It saves and it serves. Jesus served his people, but he saves his people. Amen? The cross of Jesus, it saves and it serves. I thought me and Shauna were talking just yesterday, and she said, baby, have you, have you thought about how much time, and, and, and it, was, it was directed to me, because when I get home sometimes, I just, I'm so tired emotionally, uh, 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 just so many things going on, and I just sit in front of the TV, and I got the remote, and I just watch sports, and, and, and that's just the way to sit, but have you thought about how much time we sit in front of the television, and how much, if we were just to take a quarter of that time and do something for our community, Amen? If I tell you guys that we're doing something on the, on the 17th, this Saturday, I mean, that Saturday that's going to be coming up, if I tell you this, can I, can I tell you, could you pray about making that possibly a priority? Because what we do in our community speaks volumes. Let me tell you how much, it, how much volume it speaks. When I met with this superintendent at the, at the high school, he showed me, he, first of all, he was, he was amazed that we were going to go and help them. He, he said, Pastor Reese, do you know how much, how much help we need? Can you, you can do this. Let's, let's walk around. I said, you know, after we were walking, I said, you know what, Mr. Ryan, I, I, you know, I don't even have to walk around with you. Just give us a list of projects and we'll, we'll take care of it. He said, well, we're walking. As we're walking, he said, do me a favor. And I don't even know if Mr. Ryan's a Christian or not. I'm, I don't know where he's at. But he said, do me a favor. I want you to keep my son and your thoughts because he's just got deployed to Afghanistan. I said, you know what, bro? I'm not only going to keep him in my thoughts. I'm going to keep him in my prayers. I'm going to take him to Jesus. And then we walked into this place and, and we had this conversation and he said, uh, he said and, and we were with the, the, the vice principal and, and as we were talking and he, he said this would just bless me. He said, I need to tell you something. He shut the door. He said, there was this young man that's, that's here in the school. And he said, I was kind of mentoring him. I was trying to help him out. And, and, uh, and I, he came to my office one time and I said, uh, how much pot are you smoking? <laughs> what? How much pot are you smoking? Uh, every day. And he said, okay. And he said, in the church we said, oh gosh, but can I tell you something? They're trying to find an answer. 
But the story's not done there. So months go by, and he comes, he says, he goes, he wants, sets up a meeting with, his, with Mr. Ryan. He goes into the, the office, and he says, uh, I need to tell you something. I haven't smoked pot in two weeks. And he, he said, really? Did you go to rehab? What, what's going on? No, I went to church at Living Word Chapel. I'm going to church over there. And so he, uh, he, tells, he tells me this, and then he says, uh, right on. You guys are making a difference. And I know this. We're not making a difference. Jesus is making a difference. Amen? Amen. So, so we need to grab a hold of this, beloved, and know that God makes a difference. That's why the Bible says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. I serve my community because, number three, it makes a difference. Tell someone, it makes a difference. You know, when Jesus came on the scene, there were different religious groups, and they each had their agendas. There were the Sadducees. Sad, you see, right? And the Sadducees were all about political power. They were, they were the high priests. They were the one in royalty. They didn't ever have anything to do with the common people. There were the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were, were very, very strong about being righteous. And, and they talked about being, being righteous. And, and, and their outside looked really good. And they always looked down on, on, on the outcasts. They always looked down on those that are sinning. But Jesus told, to, told them, he said, your outside of your cup looks real good, but the inside of your cup is filthy. But they had an agenda. They never mingled with those that were prostitutes, those that were tax collectors, those that were doing those kinds of things. And then there were the Essenes. The Essenes were separated ones. They, were the, they think that John the Baptist might have been an Essene raised up with them because they, 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 didn't want to, they didn't want to go around anyone that was a sinner. They didn't even want to go into a society where there was a sinner. So they separated themselves and they lived like hermits. They went over there into caves and they stayed by themselves. We have some, some, some facets of Christianity that they isolate themselves. You, you know who I'm talking about? They isolate, stay away from everybody. They don't ever go around anybody. Amen. And then there were the, the zealots. And the zealots, they wanted to overthrow the government because the government is bad, it's sinful. Let's overthrow the Romans. And we even have some in Christianity right now. Let's overthrow the government. I'm thinking of someone right now. But when Jesus raised up his disciples, he said, I want you to go and make a difference in your world. In fact, he told them these words. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You see, beloved, Jesus was explaining that the salt makes a difference on earth and so should his followers. Notice he didn't say, you're the salt of the church. Go into your churches and stay there real comfortable and don't ever go out into the world because the world's bad. Bad. You were bad before you came to Christ. Amen? 
And some of us are still bad. Just ask your wife or your husband. But he said, go into the earth and make a difference. In those days, there were no refrigerators. So salt was used to preserve the meats and the food. So there's three ways in which we can make a difference is being salt on the earth. Number one, serving helps preserve a perverse culture. Quit talking about people and how bad they are and make a difference, beloved. When we serve our community, we are able to be salt and make a difference by being Christ-like. When little league coaches are cussing out the opposite coaches, it's never a good example. Have you noticed that the parents fight more than the kids? The coaches. How do we change that? Go and coach. Make a positive difference in the community. Amen? But pastor, they're really bad. Well, make a difference. Amen? If more people that are walking with God are there in the communities, I coach the community schools. I coached there for a lot of years. Can I tell you, those kids that I coached in basketball for over seven, eight years, they still come back to me, call me coach, coach, you know, things like that. And I, by the grace of God, we were able to bring Jesus to those people that maybe never did. If not by my words, by our actions. Amen? Christians serving their communities bring a different perspective and a different demeanor. Number two, the second way you can make a difference, serving adds God's flavor to our communities. All of us know the difference salt makes in our foods. If you are on a sodium-free diet, I feel for you. (laughs) But do it. Because your pressure will go up, your blood pressure. Don't go against that. When Christ came to the earth, he added flavor to this world. He added the flavor of God. When people left Jesus, when Jesus came, they, they got a good taste in their mouth. Have you ever been around someone, you just get a, man, man, I just, man, just get a good taste around them. Stuff. They, they got flavor. Amen? You're not licking them. <laughs> I just thought about my boxer because I'll go outside, you know, and she'll... I'll have my shorts on, and she'll lick my calves. Maybe I have salty calves. I don't know. When we serve our communities, we also add the flavor of God to this earth. Amen? Number three, serving makes our communities thirst for God's quenching. The other way that salt makes a difference is it makes people thirsty. And you thought that when you went to the bar 20 years ago that they were giving you free peanuts, salty peanuts and free popcorn because you were a nice person. (laughs) You dummy. (laughs) They wanted you to drink more beer. When we serve our communities, we are like salt. We are the salt of God, and it makes people thirst for God. We're like, we we become that Jesus to people, like the woman at the well. They come to Christ for not only water, but for living water. Amen? Their their, their soul is thirsting for God, and we're able to give them the living water. 
Tell your neighbor right now, let's make a difference. I serve my community because number four, number four, it allows Christ to shine through me. One of the most important things for us to understand is that we are not of this world. Say it, we are not of this world. But we are to be in the world. You see, Jesus wants for us to shine bright wherever he plants us. And the way that we do that is by serving people. You will never shine bright if you're not there for people. I don't care how much information you have. I, I don't care how much you know. I'm talking to you, some of you Bible, I mean, you guys are students of the word. I mean, but if you're not doing something for someone, they will never open up their hearts to what God wants to do until we serve them. Amen? Jesus said this. He said, you are the light of the church. No. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Let me just pause right there. You know, Lordsburg, where I, where I grew up, I didn't know this, but we made a trip the other day. I always, as a kid, when we were, we'd go to Deming, New Mexico, we'd go to Silver City, go and come back to Lordsburg. I remember you could see the lights from about 25 miles away. You could see the lights. And I was driving the other day and made a trip with my mother-in-law, Shirley. And, and as, we're, as we're driving back, she said, that's why they called Lordsburg the city of lights. Can I tell you something? When a light, when a, a city is, is, is lit up, you can see it forever. That's the way Christians should be. They should see us shining bright. Amen? He says, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. You cannot let your light shine before others if you never go around others. We're supposed to go around others. We're supposed to go around people in the world. That's the only way they're going to get saved. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We can't be the light of the world if we never go into the world. And when we go into the world, we're not called to act like the world. Amen? I, I, I hear a lot of amens there. When we go into the world, we're not supposed to act like the world. When they cuss you out, don't retaliate. Just say, Jesus loves you, and you just say it one time. Because it changes people's lives. You, beloved, you, you, you're called to shine bright. You're called to be different. And that's why we shine bright. Amen? In the same way, we don't put a lamp under our couch, but instead we place it on the lampstand. I thought about this. God doesn't isolate us. He never called us to isolate, but God insulates us through the Holy Spirit. Amen? So that we can go into other places. So that we can go with other people. Amen? 
There's action in good deeds. Amen? How many of us have ever done a good deed without moving? It's pretty difficult. If you're raising your hand, <laughs> no, you didn't. You did a good sit. Serving our communities is one of the best ways to do good. Notice that he said, so that it will glorify your Father in heaven. And beloved, this is so important because when I had this meeting, I've been meeting with different people. I went to this, another leader in the communities and, he, and, and his words, well, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this. Can I tell you something? When people in the world do things, it always points to self. When the church does things, it always points to God, are you with me? People all over the world, they want to do good things. People want for you to say, oh, man, you're so awesome. Oh, Sal Formicola, he's such an awesome guy. (laughs) And he is. Can I tell you why? Because he points to Christ. Shines for Christ. So just tell someone real quick before we go on to the next point. Let's shine bright by serving. In the workplace, in the schools, in the neighborhood, Christ followers should be shining. I serve my community because, number five, it serves as a bridge builder. I worked underground for many years. And one of the greatest attributes of miners is that there's a bond and there's a trust that is built, especially with your partner. In fact, in underground, your partner's called your cuate. A cuate, if you, if you, if you um, um, define that in English, it means your twin brother. You built such a bond and a trust with your, with your partner underground because it was such a dangerous place to work that you, your life depended on him. You would talk to him, Guate, how's it going, Guate? How's your side? How's the, how does it look? How does the face look? How does the back look? The face is where you're going to drill. The back is where you're going to have to cover yourself and you have to catch it. All these things, Guate, how are we doing? And there was a bond. There was trust. Can I tell you... That when you serve your community, you begin to build a trust with other people. See, they don't. Can I tell you something, beloved? The devil is lying to people around us, telling them that Christians aren't real. Can can I tell you that? That that the devil, the father of lies, is those neighbors, those, those people at work, those people in your community. The devil's telling them, you know what? This isn't for real. They live a facade. But you begin to serve your community and they begin to open up their hearts because they begin to trust you. It's horrible. It's a horrible, horrible testimony if people will trust the world more than the church. The church should be a place where people build trust with people. Amen? People begin to trust you because they see you care about them. The church has always led the way. The church has always led the way in building bridges to God. Probably because Jesus is a bridge. He's a great bridge to the Father. Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. 
You know why? Because he's the golden gate bridge to heaven. And you know what we are? We're the road crew. Say amen if you believe that. If there's any holes that need to be patched, send me, Lord. So that we shouldn't make it hard for people to come to God. We should make it very easy. Let's get those, those holes patched. Amen? And we do that by serving people. Maybe that's why the Bible says, though I am free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. Notice, notice to become a slave to someone, you've got to what? You've got to serve them. And then he says, to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I became all things to all people so that by all possible means, I might be able to save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. I do every, I will become like, I'll become a hunter so that people, so that people will just, I can bridge that gap. I'll, I'll, I'll go do some painting. I'll sand a car. If I, I'll do whatever it takes so that I can get in and have an opportunity to show people that God cares about them. You ever thought about that? You ever thought how important that is? I'll listen to country western music. Just so that the Lord will open up a door. There's a tear in my beard. I'd rather hear a cumbia, you know. I'll become all things to all people. I'll become weak. Some of us, we want to be known so strong. You want to be, you want, you won't even humble we won't even humble ourselves to become weak so that we can win the weak. We won't even humble ourselves to say, you know what, I'm going to be poor today so that I can win that poor person. Amen. When we really care, and I know we do because you would not be here this morning, when we really care about the things of God, we will be Bridge builders. So we're going to have a community work day in two Saturdays on the 17th of May. And what a golden gateway it's going to be for us to show our communities that God cares. It's not for the glory of Living Word Chapel. It's not for the glory of Pastor James. It's not for the glory of any individual. It will be for the glory of Jesus Christ and his church. Amen? Amen. So I ask you this. Will you join us in showing the community that God cares, that we care, that we can make a difference and we can shine for Jesus? And we can build bridges so that maybe, 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 maybe someone will get saved through our efforts. That raking, that shoveling, that painting, whatever it is, we're going to do it for his glory. Here's the thing. Churches get stuck because sometimes churches do everything for the church, but they never do things for people outside of the church. Let's not be those kinds of people, amen? 
Let's not be that kind of church. In your, in your, uh, in your bulletin, there's a, there's a connection card. I want you to, as we go through the worship, worship, I want you to prayerfully say, where can I serve? Oracle or San Manuel? We need all hands on deck. Amen? Let me pray. This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.